everyone. I'm Deputy Editor Lorraine Lawson, and welcome to The Buzz from Bank Automation News, where we explore how automation and emerging technology is transforming the banking industry. This is our weekly wrap for what's happening in the industry this week. I'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Glia. I'm also pleased to be joined by Associate Editors Aaron Marsh and Elijah Poindexter. It is January 21st, 2022, and last Friday launched a week of earnings reports for the big banks, starting with J.P. Morgan's report when they revealed the bank would spend increase uh, their technology spend by $2.4 billion, or 20%, in this year. Normally, the bank spends about $12 billion on technology, so that would increase their spend to $14.4 billion. Back uh, for some comparison, the bank reported revenue of $29.3 billion for the last quarter of 2021. So not quite a quarter to make the amount they're spending on technology. Where's that money going? Well, the additional spend will go on cloud capabilities, data centers, data and analytics, and digital customer experience in part. Elijah, you reported on Wells Fargo. What tech learnings did we glean from their earnings report? Yeah, so Wells Fargo had a pretty strong tech portion of their uh, Q4 earnings report for 2021. Uh, their tech spend was $827 million, so that's 12% over the previous quarter, but a 1% year-over-year decline. Uh, and, you know, the main tech offering that they spoke about in this particular earnings call uh, was their revamped mobile experience. Uh, they said it has a new look, a new feel. Uh, and then they also have Fargo. And Fargo is their uh, new virtual assistant they have. Uh, it leverages machine learning to do rudimentary tasks, uh, answer questions for the user, all that good stuff. And then on top of that, uh, they also talked about Zelle, which obviously, you know, Wells Fargo was one of the big uh, banking backers that it has. Uh, some other backers of Zelle include, I think, Capital One and uh, Truist. But uh, they talked about Zelle, too. And uh, Zelle transactions year over year have increased 46%. So again, uh, Wells Fargo uh, really tapping into the sort of mobile uh, banking and real-time payments uh, side of their uh, tech business. And Aaron, you covered Bank of America. What did you learn? Well, Lorraine, you know, Bank of America had a really strong quarter. And what stood out to me um, is that is that from 2020, you know, we're sort of like buried in pandemic effects, um, to 2021, Bank of America saw almost an 80% growth in net income. And when they, you know, when it came down to explaining how this how this came about, um, CEO Brian Moynihan just basically said digital, digital, digital. Um, they they cited their digital products, their digital platform, um, and digital growth, um, and and also specifically said that laying that foundation. Um, was was going to build out more more profitable growth going forward is and it costs less um, to have that have that growth in digital and to give you um, sort of a sense of that um, you know their 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 virtual assistant and um, financial advisor tool Erica um, has seen like a 43 percent increase in users um, but not just the users but the amount that they're using Erica so you had um, in this in this most recent quarter, you had almost 25 million users um, up from 17, just over 17 million at the same time in 2020. But there was like a almost 250 percent leap, okay, in the number of interactions that they had with Erica. So the you know the users went up, um, you know, like 43 percent. But then those amount of users are just having many more interactions and getting a lot more done apparently 
with Erica. Um, and then and then just as as Elijah had mentioned too, Bank of America also saw um, a, some pretty notable increases in Zelle person to person digital payments. Um, I think they just reported in this uh, this most recent quarter they had 15.8 million users and 218 million um, Zelle transactions totaling some 65 billion. And um, Moynihan said, and this is I think kind of this this lays this out very very bluntly for you. He said the number of Zelle transactions now surpasses the checks written by our customers. So there's you're actually getting a, a bigger total now through digital person to person payments through Zelle um, than the than the total grand total of all those checks written by by consumers. So um, so it's it's telling. Um, you certainly and it looks like that digital strategy is very central to Bank of America going forward. Yeah, Erica, of course, is sort of the the top of the pack when it comes to uh, chatbots. If, if you could even call her a chatbot, she's almost transcended that. Uh, they roll out improvements to her every year. But you know, one of the things that strikes me about all this, uh, with the Zelle numbers being so high, and the digital spending um, and transactions being so high, is that this is the legacy in financial services of COVID. Um, we've seen a shift. Banks have seen a shift. Uh, since COVID in more digital engagement. And that makes sense. You know, people don't want to be, they're not meeting in groups to where they could trade money or checks. So they're doing the pay to pay with Zelle and they're not going into their local branch like they used to. So um, it's an interesting legacy. I will say we also reported on Truist, uh, which highlighted its recently launched ecosystem and technology automation advancements during its earnings call. And among the capabilities that it will introduce this year, it said, are a new artificial intelligence driven insight tools, a new digital assistant, and a developer center. This is kind of interesting that will allow the bank to collaborate more with the developer community. So along with this push to digital, you're seeing a reach out to the technology community to try and get that talent they need to support this. Any more lessons learned? Yeah, just reinforcing the, the digital, you know, I'll throw in there. We just um, covered uh, citizens as well. And, and you kind of heard some of the same uh, refrain coming from citizens. You know, citizens talked about sort of their regional presence and they want to move toward, you know, more of a national presence and the way that they want to do that. They talked about these siloed pro uh, products that they've had, siloization in their products. So what they've done is they're really focusing on their cloud-based platform offerings. They're, they're transitioning all of that to a single uh, digital platform and they just say it's much, much faster to roll out. They also cited their uh, kind of more nimble or, you know, mid-size um, bank size to to be able to sort of um, compete and bring products to market very quickly, like you know competing with fintechs. Um, and they said that's going to help them going forward. And also targeting regions, um, really the New York metro region, Washington D.C. They mentioned South Florida, and they want to transition kind of from that regional, um, you know, presence or, or various regional presences to a more national, unified umbrella presence under the Citizens Banner. And the way that they're looking to do that is through the digital portfolio. It'll be interesting to see if uh, banks increase their tech spending in the coming year to sort of keep up with the JP Morgans of the world that are spending, you know, 20% more, almost 15 billion on technology. Thank you so much for joining us for the weekly wrap on the buzz. Next week, we'll be reporting on what, guys? What are we reporting on? I know there's some podcasts coming up. 
I'm sorry. Oh. My uh, oh, sorry. My, my microphone was off for a second. Um, oh. I guess I've got a little discussion on um, Encino uh, coming for coming up next week. I'm really kind of excited about get a little bit of Encino's um, digital banking platform strategy, how they want to build that out, some specific markets they're targeting. Um, and spoiler alert, uh, I always say this, but uh, it's Canada. They've got a big plan for Canada, and they are they're they're seeing some some pretty notable gains there. So um, so we're seeing some pretty exciting um, partnerships with Encino, and and hopefully um, you enjoy the uh, what we heard from them. So that's something we're excited to share. I'll have a little bit more on how to secure RPA um, bots. Spoke with a Gartner analyst last week, so we'll be reporting on that. And Aaron, what are you going to be? I mean, Elijah, I'm sorry, what are you going to be reporting on? Uh, on Monday, I have a uh, story coming out. Uh, I spoke to the CTO of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Locality Bank. Uh, they are a new uh, digital uh, neobank that launched in Florida uh, last week. They had a heck of a launch, I got to say. Uh, I spoke to their CTO, Corey LeBlanc, and it was super engaging. Uh, he's super into the open banking side of things, and he, and he uh, you know, he sees banking becoming, a, in America, eventually matching what it looks like in Europe in terms of open banking, embedded finance, uh, data sharing, that kind of stuff. And uh, so it was great to pick his brain and see what it's like, you know, opening up a truly digital challenger bank uh, in the new year. So I look forward to that as well. Okay. Thank you again for joining us. Don't forget to attend our Bank Automation Summit, which is March 1st through 2nd in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can learn more about the Bank Automation Summit at bankautomationsummit.com. For more podcast content, check out bankautomationnews.com and search the buzz from Bank Automation News on iTunes and Spotify. 